0: Hello and welcome to the Short Stay Virtual Summit. I'm Elaine Watts and my next guest is Will Slickers. Now, Will Slickers is completely hooked on hospitality and he joins me from the Slick Talk Hospitality Podcast. Welcome, Will. How are you doing?
1: Doing so good. It's great to see you again. Long time no Thanks. see.
0: Save, save, save. We saw each other in London at the Short Stay Show not even that long ago. Of course, as we know, this is live coming up in uh, May and it was only in March, but it does feel like a lifetime ago because it was literally the cusp of where every single thing changed from the, the normality that we knew to this strange new normality that we're in now. And so, yes, it feels like a lifetime ago. But yeah, great, great to see yeah. you. Thanks for taking some time to chat with me today. So why don't you tell okay. us, uh, first of all, a little bit about you and your background and how you got started in this industry?
1: Yes, I'll uh, try to keep uh, you know using the short version, but uh, long story short, um, I grew up in a big family, so always loved people, always been kind of the outgoing type kid in school. And um, when I turned 19, joined the Army National Guard and got some discipline and some, you know, life skills I needed to get, but my parents um, also had their own vacation rental. And for them to, you know, do this whole Airbnb thing, it was pretty new. And so um, I just was like, yeah, I'll take this on. This looks like fun and help them out. And so I would help them out when I lived away. I started uh, my own business out in the city of Spokane, Washington. And it was a chauffeur and event company. Um, As a young entrepreneur, I had no idea what I was doing. I was trying to do everything at once and and really um, just had that bug of, you know, owning a business. And so um, in order to keep the bills paid, because I was... You know, it was just Uber came into the city and it was just a whole crazy fiasco of trying to keep up. Um, I started working in a hotel, and that is when I woke up and I knew I was like, okay, this is what I love. I love taking care of my guests, I like taking care of my team, I love growing, I love the just hospitality aspect. And so from there, I rose up through the ranks, moved out to the coast into the beach life of hotels. And then I rose up there as well and then started the podcast. And then from the podcast, you know, grew into all the amazing things of going to London and going to Texas and going to Florida and doing all these cool places and, and then um, meeting my business partners where now we own a luxury vacation rental management company out here in the Pacific Northwest. Fantastic. So. That's kind of like the small, short, detailed the short, version.
0: short version of what I'm yes. sure has been an incredible journey with lots of lessons along the way and fun, by the sounds of things. Yes, amazing. Yes,
1: lots of lots of both.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure because you you've started the podcast, you're getting to speak to a lot of different people in the industry. I'm thinking that you're probably in a position where you get quite a high level view of what's going on across the industry and how providers are really handling the situation. What do you really what have you seen that's been the focus for individual owners and accommodation providers right now well, and management as well, management companies too?
1: Well, I would say the biggest thing I've seen the moment, because when we were in London together, that was when the travel ban hit place in the United States. The first time I was on an international trip and didn't know if I was going to make it home. Oh like All gosh. these things started happening. But the moment we got back um, from the short, the short stay show, I immediately saw on all social media platforms and kind of throughout the industry, everyone started to pivot the moment that the ban happened. Everyone knew, okay, travel is not going to happen. The guests that we currently have on the books are not going to happen. For majority, I can't say for everybody, but from our perspective, this is what we saw, and I immediately saw, okay, people instead of, well, we'll get into this a little bit later, but you know, a lot of people lost bookings, you know, through cancellations because of. Um, relaxed policies through, you know, OTAs and third parties, but um, I saw immediately everyone pivoting to crediting their future guests saying, hey, instead of canceling, let me credit you to a future stay when all this kind of clears up. And then also um, the biggest thing that I've seen now that travel is no longer happening and people are no longer, you know, using their trips and going internationally or even doing staycations at the moment for some places in the the world Mm -hmm. is that they're focusing on branding and marketing and getting to do what they do. These are people, for majority, like I said, there's bad, there's some bad providers out there, but the majority of the good ones really do this to take care of people. So they've stepped up their game in a lot of ways. Cleaning protocols, whether they have a cleaning company or they clean themselves, that is where they're really learning a new part of the industry that maybe a lot of us haven't been so used to. Um, And so when you're a cleaning company now, you know, getting up to the standards of, what chemicals, how to clean, and, you know, learning about certain bacteria and viruses that, how long they last on surfaces, and, you know, airborne or not airborne, and all these other things, right? So I think what we're just seeing is everyone's stepping up their knowledge and kind of creating their own playbook through, you know, all the new information that's coming through. And I think that's where the biggest pivot I've seen, and people are really just shifting towards, you know, creating a new standard for themselves
0: yeah I think that that's that 's really good to hear what you 're seeing so thank you for sharing that first of all and yeah i think you're absolutely right that the, I think the step up of standard is of the mm-hmm. standards within the industry is going to be huge, and the ones who do care, the ones who really really do want to provide an exceptional experience for guests they are they 're going to thrive they 're going to be the ones that are here long term so yeah absolutely they're, you know i think that 's a really some great observations there and interesting to see it from your side of the globe too.
1: Yeah. So, I was going to say the, uh, so go ahead.
0: Go ahead. You go ahead. I'm done.
1: <laughs> uh, I was going to say uh, for, for just from what I'm seeing, you know, we, it's so easy to get into Airbnb or VRBO from, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. Um, but I think after this it's really going to be okay. Like people are going to have to really evaluate their property and, the effort is gonna take into running it. So that's just kind of my my two cents.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. I think you're right. And I think I think standing up and being the ones to lead the way in that way is yeah. gonna be really, really important. So as sure. the national lockdowns are probably most likely to be lifted before the international is tra- travel is opened back up again, because we're not even sure how international travel is going to, to look moving forwards how do you see accommodation providers sort of shifting to attract a staycation market in their destination? What do you think they're going to be doing now?
1: Well, I don't think it's as much of a shift because it's already been happening. You know, we do, I think a lot, I don't know how it is on your side either, but a lot of providers in the local community really do lean on, know local coffee shops and restaurants and bars like the local aspect the community aspect I think right now what we're seeing for the staycation type deal for us our properties are outside of Seattle and about an hour from the Canadian border so we're not in the city where everything is closed so we are in an area where we actually are able to lean on the local providers the local businesses that are small and you know are suffering from this too and we're able to lean on that so when guests um, to answer your questions for the staycation model, really leaning into everything local, like down to, you know, the soap in your bathroom, the coffee in the kitchen, all the things that we provide in the economy space. That's where I've seen the biggest shift is we're going to be leans more community, more local, more right at home. Because that's going to be the experience. People are trying to get out of their city or trying to get out of, you know, wherever they're at, that nothing is open. They can't go to their favorite tie place. They can't go to their favorite movie theater or whatever. And um, so that is what I'm going to see, uh, or that's what I am seeing. Sorry to really just pivot and just lean on that community.
0: Yeah, and I th- I think absolutely being part of a community and not just leaning on them, but that being part of an amazing networking opportunity for for reciprocity as well i think that's that's really really going to be important moving forward so that's a great point definitely yeah
1: and it's not even not even you leaning on them it's them leaning on you too because when you're able to get guests in that they didn't refer you to and you're able to refer them vice versa it's a big share economy so that for me um you know they're going to see a lot of just partnerships and collabs and local things even hotels are doing it i've seen um because i'm from the hotel space and the vacation rental space so seeing both sides really you know having to not break the rules but they're you know they're following the regulation they're following the you know the certain orders in their city or their state but alongside that they're able to do certain things that okay i can't have a restaurant but this restaurant can deliver and do contactless you know delivery or whatever perfect we're going to do this collab and a lot of places are starting to do that
0: yeah yeah I've, I've seen a lot of that that locally here actually places that originally cafes bars restaurants right at the beginning they, they were the same they're like well we're gonna we're to have to close and they feel like well maybe it'll be over in the, the actual three weeks which we were we were yeah. sort of given to start with so i think at that stage people were thinking oh yeah okay well it's only going to be three weeks so it won't take too mm-hmm. long We'll, you know, we'll just rest for this time. But as the three weeks turn to six, and then we're not sure where we're going from here, yeah. we're seeing more and more restaurants and bars opening up. They're just finding a way. They're finding a way to yeah. operate. And and those are those proactive ones who have stepped up and said, "We're going to find a way." Those are the ones that are going to be there when we are able to open up, and they're the ones we wanted to be starting to build relationships with right now. So when we can mm-hmm. operate as uh, short-term providers or certainly that's the situation here when we are able to to attract bookings again yeah they're going to be there and we're going to be able to work with them so i'm really glad we talked about this really brought it up
1: yeah well in order to even go back into the first question really a pivot that a lot of owners are even doing are providing for medical staff that travel and so i've seen massive amount of um you know Management companies shift that way; they start working with um, insurance companies and, and health, you know, organizations to really draw in that traffic. Okay, well, there's a high amount of Corona cases. Perfect, open up my doors to any staff that need it. Then that is another big pivot, and that's what's also going to be—it's um, going to be changing. It's going to be changing a lot of how we operate in the future as well, because it's no longer um, just relying on that family, you know, single-family home or that business traveler that comes in—it's now going to be, you know, a big shift. It opens up a new door, a new avenue of of not only, you know, revenue for the property, but um, you know, being able to pr- provide a different service.
0: Yeah, interesting. Really, really interesting. And and again, it's the same thing we just said about the restaurants and the bars. It's that proactivity, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, really, yeah, really. Exactly. Yeah, really. Deciding we- we'll find a way. <laughs> We're going to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. So exactly. it, it, so as things are, they're, they're changing. And, and of course, in terms of attracting bookings in the future, I think guests are going to be looking for different things as well. So what do you think will be the most important things to guests who want to get away for a break when we are able to? What do you think that guests are going to be looking for, forward to? What, what do you think is going to be most important for them in terms of why you would book one place over another?
1: Exactly, it's a good question, and it's been a question I think that floats through our industry quite often. Um, we've seen this with the you know the economic tr- uh, crash in two thousand eight, for you know where we're at, and for a lot of certain things that have happened in the world. The biggest thing right now that I see, you know, is transparency. There's so many OTAs out there. There's so many different options for a guest to book. Like I'm I. No, for sure, because I've dealt with guests that said, oh, I booked directly on your website. Well, I look on the reservation and they book through an OTA, whether it's booking or Expedia or one of the affiliates underneath. And there's so many you know, options that it gets really mud down and really confusing for a lot of guests. And now this is the time where I see, um, you know, guests are seeing that they've seen that. And now as well as the owners, you know, there's if it gets confusing for us to maintain a bunch of different channels i guess what i guess is probably going to be confused that they see so many different options as well on True. different platforms and so what i really see you know is transparency between the owners and the guests because um i'll bring up a good example jeremiah from breezeway i'm pretty sure you're familiar with breezeway right
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: okay. yeah So amazing company, amazing, great guy, but he and I were on the podcast as well, and our conversation was going towards that shift in standards, what you and I talked about, but also transparency between guests, and that is going to be a big indicator because now with, you know, this is a, I would say for myself, I'm not a medical provider. I don't know much about viruses and how they spread and pandemics and all the certain things that are going on, right? I, that's like the my least topic that I can ever speak on. But I do know this is that when there is uncertainty in the world and there's is uncertainty on when things will get back to normal or if they will get back to normal, the biggest thing that we need to focus on, and this is why I love hospitality, is that we're gonna be focused on transparency because when you are transparent, that builds that trust connection with that guest. And guess what? They're gonna come back every single time from that moment. The moment you've earned their trust, the moment you've earned a repeat guess. And so that is going to be the biggest indicator for this time is for, you know, building that trust and transparency.
0: Amazing. So how how do we, how do you think then about maybe something that I've heard quite a lot about with changes and we're not quite sure where things are going to go, but building that transparency, building that trust, how important do you think regulation or accreditation will be uh, post-lockdown? And is that something guests will look for do you think
1: um i think it's going to be first part of the question yes it's 100% going to be um i think needed in my opinion just because excuse me um i'm gonna i'm gonna go back so i messed up yeah yeah (laughs) we'll take a Um, break. we'll
0: go to go to silence first before you answer again i'll take a sip of water as well
1: (laughs) okay yeah i'm gonna do the same i got uh a hiccup and a burp
0: Ah, it's just what you need, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, well, can you say the question one more time for me?
0: Yeah, of course I can. Yeah. So looking at moving forwards and the transparency that we know is going to be really, really important, do you then think that should be taken a step further and more focused on regulation, accreditation? Do you think that'll be more important in, a, in the post-lockdown travel industry? And do you think that's something that guests are, are going to look for?
1: On the provider side, yes, I 100% think the transparency, the accreditation and regulation is going to be key. And the guest side, it's not going to be, I don't think right out the get-go, we're going to see them looking for accredited um, accommodations or um, you know booking platforms and you know, certain management companies and stuff like that. But it will play into a factor the more we as an industry create that as a standard. Because when we raise that, And we do, because, you know, we've talked about, I always think about um, a guest I had on my show as well, um, Chris from IPRAC. Which is based out in London and Spain, and and they have the you know the accreditation um, booking platform where you know you get your your iPrac approved uh, verification on your website, and it shows that you have been verified as a true host. Like you either own the property, you have the contracts in place, the bank account is matched, and they go through all these verifying forms that make sure you are not fraud, you are not fake, you are not. I wouldn't say you are not below standard. You are operating legally. You are operating in regulation. And that is a big key because a lot of, um, you know, hosts and vacation rental owners, um, you know, we do get that bad rep from the poor ones on the media. When the media picks up on a story of a of a shooting or a crazy party um, due to poor management and, and regulation by the either you know, management company or owner, that is when you're going to see you know a lot of the bad stuff and that's what's going to cause us to have to react and and so creating the higher standard will hopefully decrease that and so i think it's going to be 100% important that accreditation is is key moving forward
0: yeah, I th- I think that's absolutely right, and I- I'm glad you mentioned Chris. Chris is also speaking as part of the yeah. say, Virtual Summit. Yes, yeah, so take a have a look out for his uh, his talk if you haven't already registered. If you're watching me and Will chatting now, do go ahead and make sure you're registered for Chris Morn's. A talk as well. He will explain all about IPRAC and how that works. And he has an amazing offer during that conversation as well. So so check yeah. it out when you finish watching this chat between me and Will. Thanks, thanks for that, Will. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Okay, so we touched on the destinations and how Communities are working together and and something that I've seen is that seems to be a bit of a wave of a of d- of destination managers getting together well, virtually <laughs> As we know yeah. to talk about bringing guests into the local area together So a lady I spoke to had a central booking website for all the accommodation providers in that area So it was run by the accommodation providers in the area for the accommodation providers in the area sort of a direct fight back against the big OTAs the listing sites like airbnbs do you think that's something that will continue in just retaliation to this mass forced cancellations we we saw and to boost direct bookings is that something you've seen is that something you think might work longer term
1: I'm so glad you brought that up because this is one of my favorite favorite topics. Um, yes, a hundred percent. I definitely think this is going to be the awakening of the direct booking, you know, campaign as you would call it or um, movement. Um, it's just crazy because we, not to go into like any numbers or details, but you know, we lost on our main property. We lost a lot of money through those cancellations and yeah. and due to you know, Airbnb allowing hundred percent refunds, um, you know, was a poor move. I'm not, I'm, I feel confident in saying that was a poor move because there's so many other ways to go about this type of thing. Um, and especially when you're dealing with people that are the reason why you are in business, um, uh, without us property managers or owners putting our property listing on their platform, they have no business. And so, excuse me. Um, and so I definitely think the awakening of direct bookings is, is going to be huge. And it's a lot of, I think a lot of people, you know, saw how much they relied on, you know, Airbnb or VRBO and the term I always heard from people when they were saying, you know, about their property. So my Airbnb, and I'll yeah. even use my, par- my parents as an example. They said, oh, our Airbnb is doing really good. And I was like, no, 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 no. Get that mind thinking uh, differently. You're not Airbnb. Airbnb is a platform. It's a brand. It's a, it's a way of you getting bookings. It's your property on Airbnb.
0: Yeah, okay? it's just so, an advertising portal.
1: Exactly. And don't get me wrong. OTAs are definitely, I wouldn't say, I think if we never in way, 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 long time ago, never got into OTAs and always just kept like, you book on Marriott.com, you book on Hilton.com. That's how it is. Like it's all brand based. Um, but the moment, you know, Expedia and booking and all these other platforms took place, um, they definitely have a reach. They definitely have a market. There's definitely um, a way. But I always say it is your job as a manager, a uh, you know, provider is your job if they do come through an OTA, it's your job to convert them you should make their stay 20 times better because they're going to want to come back again and again. And that's when you're able to give them a repeat guest discount or referral code. That is your time in order to really build that connection, that trust, that transparency, that, you know, just overall amazing experience. And so getting creative, hearing other local companies that are able to provide direct booking platforms for each other is huge because now that allows you to open up so many doors and that allows that direct booking to happen. So a lot of people, and I've battled this with our company too. You know, we went through so many demos on what software do we want to use in order to get direct bookings. You know, there's Kigo, there's all these other, you know, certain things, home away, hostaway, like you have so many options and they can do so many things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it comes down to opening up more doors and to get direct bookings, paying less commissions and again right back to transparency the less otas that you have coming into your properties like bookings the better is going to be because you can manage everything from one spot you don't have to worry how it's worded over here how it's worded over there how the pictures may look and all the other stuff that happens in between so it's just my amped up you know just thinking about the direct the the importance of it and how you know air dna or not air dna sorry airbnb um you know with everything that happened it just it's i think an eye-opener for a lot of people and it's what you see in facebook groups um people are were pretty pissed you know from yeah (laughs) so i think um that gave a lot of people that have been um uh, preaching direct bookings. Uh, let's say, you know, Mark Simpson from Boostly, yeah. Damien, who is, uh, did the, you know, the booking direct conference. So that gives those guys who have been preaching this for years as well, you know, that gives them the opportunity to then jump in and see the anger and take the anger and say, Hey, this is what we can do. And it builds that community. And it just goes back into everything we just talked about community, transparency, leaning on each other, direct bookings all that amazing stuff. So yeah,
0: that's just my two cents. <laughs> that's per- absolutely great to hear your perspective and, and the passion behind it as well. And you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's controllable then, isn't it? You can future proof yes. your business. You can manage what's happening. You can manage what's coming in. You can manage your marketing. And if, even if yeah. that feels like it's a little bit scary, if you're not a, a marketer, then yeah. There are still just very, very simple and straightforward ways to get going and that could be as simple as talking to a local restaurant, talking to a local yeah. cafe. That That is the beginning of getting direct bookings. Yeah. It can be as simple and straightforward as that, but it just has to be consistent and there has to be a plan yeah. in place. and Yes, you can learn all of that. But definitely come and say hello to us in the Short Stay Virtual Summit Facebook group because there's a lot of talk going on inside there about different owners chatting to one another. We're all talking about booking directs. So if you want to ask any questions, come and ask there. We'll see you there. Definitely. So One, what,
1: one more thing.
0: Yeah, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I can say one,
1: more thing, one more thing to add on that is the if you're not getting any bookings right now obviously a lot of places aren't open for travel my biggest thing with our company is we're taking more time to build our brand we're also taking more time to fine comb you know fine tune our process our contracts on how we deliver how we communicate with guests how do we communicate with our staff internally you know this is a big time that okay if you're not you know, able to provide the service, how can you get better to provide that service when that door is open? How can you prepare yourself? And I talked to a a lovely host out in California, and, you know, they are being, you know, able to provide for medical staff and a couple other certain things. So they are getting bookings, but they're also going through, okay, when did we have a dissatisfied guest? And what was the issue? How can we, you know, get ahead and and not let that happen in the future, or how can we get more on top of our communication? That's really the big um, getaway from it is instead of just sitting in idle and just saying, "Okay, we're just going to wait," you're actually being proactive and you know engaging with not only with your team but getting prepared for when that door does open again. Because I love all the projects I've seen, you know, you know, uh, to our guests that we love, and all these other certain things that are coming out. The positivity. Um, is that we are you know preparing to open our doors and open arms for guests and from all over the world all different you know you know religions and backgrounds and, and countries that is that's the the beauty of it so really taking that time to not only build your community and build your your platform but really preparing to raise that standard internally
0: yeah absolutely really well said definitely agree with all of that <laughs> so
1: tidbit
0: yeah that's perfect (laughs) and it is it's absolutely it's absolutely true that the people that are gonna thrive and 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 do really really well when the doors do open are the ones that are here going yep we can streamline we can make it better and it's hey it's it's a cost-cutting exercise as well it's an opportunity to to streamline in more than than one one way so that's really important too exactly so what's we've been talking, I've got, you've been really um, amazing and I could genuinely just keep talking to you forever. I'm very aware of your, of your time now. It's been absolutely brilliant to, to chat to you and thank you for sharing your insights. It's been really, really interesting. Have you got any final bits of advice or anything shared with you from, from a past guest on your podcast that, that really made you think or something that stood out to you that, that you want to share?
1: Um, I would honestly say just kind of to wrap up everything that we've talked about is really, um, take the time. Obviously this is a lot. I am, a, I'm very used to go, 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 go. Um, that is just how I'm built. I'm wired. I'm high energy most of the time. Um, and so take the time to really slow down, um, and, and fine tune like this is the time to really not only spend more time with family and friends and, new creative ways like zoom and house party or whatever apps are out there that allow people to connect but to really you know fine-tune and prepare yourself and for you know getting creative this is the one of the coolest parts about our industry is that you know we we get to be super creative there's Not an industry like hospitality, and and the reason why I feel confident saying that is because I've worked multiple jobs, I've worked multiple industries that prior to this that, you know, for us creative people that love people, um, you can't really do much in those other spaces. Here you can, and so get creative, have fun, and to really just get ready for when things do start to pick up because at the end of the day. Um, remember your why, why you started hosting, why you started a, a management company, why you started doing something and let that sink in and, and get ready because it's not going to be forever. And when the doors do open, we need to be prepared and, and uh, embrace each other through the whole time
0: awesome great way to end thank you Will. i really appreciate your time today and it's been great to have a proper sit down chat to you find yeah. out a little bit about your background as well because it was it was crazy busy when we met in london so it's been it's been yes. great to get to know a little bit more about you too and and thanks for sharing a lot of that valuable valuable advice and insight I really really appreciate it okay yeah. we will see you soon i hope
1: <laughs> yes hopefully another trip will be in in place
0: yeah, yeah absolutely sometime in the not too distant future but until then take care and bye for now cheers
1: see ya